0: Wow, wow, wow. Yippee yo, yippee Welcome back to Bizarre Podcast. Dogs must die. My name is Grant. You can call him Chip. And as promised for two weeks running, you knew this was coming, people. <laughs> we have a special guest in the call with us. Please introduce yourself as you would like to be introduced. That's
1: right. It's me, Ix, and I'm here instead of new content. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like I hinted last week, Ix has been with the show since before the show existed. You might recognize her work as the artist of our channel art, our our little square. Yeah. You know, the square that you look at? The big, I love that the, square. The, uh, the
1: color square for eyes, which is as opposed to uh, the sound circle
0: for ears. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's three of them so far. There's going to be more. Everyone is very excited for how you squeeze a four. <laughs> yeah, everybody thinks
1: they know what, they're, what I'm going to do, so obviously I can't do any of that, like in classic Lost story writer style. <laughs>
0: I've been very excited to, to get you on the show because I know you uh, are a, a big old JoJo head. That's what uh, you all know, call yourselves, right? JoJo heads? I, you're one of them. I think it's also uh, just cheese heads,
1: just like the one sports team. That's just really <laughs> confusing.
0: How, how did you come upon, what is your path to this point where you're talking about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure for the, the public consumption of the world?
1: Great question. Well, like, the first memory of JoJo's that I have is looking at some Wikipedia article or something just describing various uh, fantasy e stories, because I like weird, weird fantasy sci-fi crap like this. They said, like, oh yeah, the characters in this have powers called stands, and I was like, w- do they have, like, weird coat hanger-looking staffs or something? I was just, like, desperately confused how a stand mm-hmm, mm-hmm. could be powerful, but it turns out... The word has almost nothing to do with them, so it's fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then there weren't even sans for, like, the first two parts that when I finally read it.
0: The justification they give in that, that first episode is very suspect. Yeah, you know, they stand by you. Like the song, Stand
1: By Me. <laughs> I think that's a song. I don't know. I like, uh, I read lots of manga, honestly. Just always looking for new, interesting stories and... <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At the time, you don't get much more new and interesting than JoJo's if you've never read it before.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. It's
1: like from the, even from the beginning of the manga, it's very obvious that just Iraqi is having a lot of fun, just doing whatever the hell he wants, and it's hard not to enjoy that spirit,
0: I guess. And you are, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, primarily a manga fan of JoJo's. Like, you you are actively reading month to month. It's true. Um, By the time people have heard this, you will have read the conclusion to Part 8. That's true.
1: I and absolutely no one else, even though it comes out this month, I'm the only one who gets to see it. (laughs) Whoa. And it's it's fucking great because like they said ahead of time, hey, the one next month is going to be the, la- the last chapter, and then last month he started a new flashback side story. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So it's just like I guess I guess this is going to explain everything from the rest of the series. I hope or not it'd be like that.
2: It sounds a little bit like uh, a future part, which also <laughs> ended, and then it just kept going, and then had like a big flashback to like contextualize a bunch of stuff and it was so strange
1: yeah he's definitely doing that
2: i have never seen at least in in anime a story end by hitting the climax and then keep going with a side story that just kind of recontextualizes things in like a really <laughs> yeah. small not super important way and that's the ending <laughs> yeah when you climax but a rocky
0: keep expositing <laughs> For a little more context on why you are here this week instead of any other of our recap episodes, Uh, when when it came time to line up part three guests, you were one of the first I went to, and you're like, "Mm, I want to talk about this portion, because I want to talk about Iggy.
1: Yeah, like this is... (laughs) It just seemed most appropriate. This little <laughs> fucking freak. So let's start with Iggy. Let's talk about Iggy. It's a shame that it's not illustrated as well in the anime as in the manga, but one of the classic things about Iggy is that he started out like extremely ugly bug-eyed, and then got more and more like anime protagonist dog as he went <laughs> along. Iggy has a glow-up,
0: a pretty quick glow-up.
1: It's pretty amazing. It's just like, yeah. I thought I was gonna hate this dog character, so I made him ugly. But actually, I like him, so fuck it. Redesign.
2: Now, now he's cool. Now he's cool when he farts. Is Iggy the next iteration of the
0: tag-along kid? Because like, it, it seems somewhere along the line, Araki decided, whatever is happening, we need a child to tag along.
1: That doesn't really continue as much in future parts, and I'm glad, because especially since they just kind of like come and go and swap out with each other and don't <laughs> really do much, I'm glad that's not really a theme that he continues but i guess it's some sp- some kind of like uh audience analog like this kid is so confused and so are you but in reality it's like no i'm not really confused they're just going to like beat up this gorilla or whatever <laughs>
0: but but exactly if they're going to come and go and have the spotlight wax and wane if it's a person you wonder why are they still around like who who is responsible for this child but if it's a dog we could just do that nobody asks those questions that's true he
1: fucking cracked the code <laughs> Which is also why Iggy just, like, half the episodes in this part are either complicated or solved by Iggy just wandering off and reappearing
0: at a random time. There is a real trend where, like, the first half of this quarter, <laughs> the, the first stretch of uh, the in-Egypt season, Iggy saves the day every time. And then Iggy's just a guy. He's, he's there for gags. He's not
2: fixing shit anymore. He's done his part.
0: Yeah, Iggy's He might like, not even be in the episode.
1: Iggy's like, fuck you, pay me.
2: Like I don't remember if some of these scenes are in the manga or not, but there's at least like two episodes where the story is bouncing between two different groups. The, the, the gang's been separating their different places, like in the uh, Mariah episodes, where it's just like, hey, here's the fight with, you know, Joseph and Avdol. That fight's wrapping up as the Alessi fight is starting. They communicate that not just by having the camera go over there, but like Iggy is over there now. He has a little adventure. (laughs) He had a little adventure, and that's how we explain that this new fight is happening concurrently with the end of the previous episode's fight.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I haven't read the part three manga in too long to remember that, but it does feel pretty anime-esque. Yeah. Because I remember... Uh, the chapters in the manga at that point being a little bit more, uh, separated up and serialized. It's actually another thing about part eight. I'm glad that it's all done now, and I would recommend that people who are interested, uh, go read it now, because unlike part three, which de- was definitely more enemy slash monster of the week, part eight is like this weird Lynchian nightmare mystery, and he's also in the monthly magazine, but now, so it's like, by the time a release comes out, it's like, what the fuck is even happening anymore? <laughs> it's not yeah. like any of the dialogue helps either. Everybody has quotes around everything. Like, they're all just constantly high.
2: Yeah, not to get, like, too far into future parts, especially parts that won't be animated for like 10 Yeah, this like, like, is the part of the podcast
0: where Ironicus
1: doesn't get to participate.
0: <laughs> it's but, okay, I've got a dog uh, yeah. <laughs> who is not a bug-eyed freak. She's actually quite fluffy. <laughs> oh, don't think about how fucked up it would be if Araki drew your dog. i would fear for her life oh my god oh no yeah that's also a good reaction
2: she'd be like that that one dog you see in part two that's the world's oldest puppy oh my god (laughs) it'd be like that and then a pillar man would save her by chopping a car in half but yeah like i know very small bits about because I've only ever gone up through part five, I haven't read ahead of that. But I know a little bit about the premise of each part. Afterwards, I keep hearing little bits about like what part eight is supposed to be about, and I don't know what any of those words mean.
1: Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> I it's have just Mario, like,
2: like at this point, all I know about part eight is that seemingly, like, I'm pretty sure there are still stand fights, but it just sounds like. A Waking Nightmare.
1: (laughs) Yeah, A Waking Nightmare is pretty accurate. Uh, At one point, they're, like, dueling with beetles. Hmm. Like, they're making beetles fight, and then one of them uses their stand to, like, melt some wax inside one of the beetles to make the beetle mad to make him fight harder. (laughs)
0: Which is a banned performance-enhancing strategy. Like, that will not stand in yeah, international beetle yeah, wrestling competition.
1: Yeah, that's why I had to fucking use a stand. Uh, it's, yeah, it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty amazing the direct comparisons that can be made between Part 8 stands and stands from other parts, like uh, Avdol's The Magician Pyromancy, that compared to in Part 8, it's like only heating up tiny areas at a time but still manages to be fucking deadly because he's like iraqi is just thinking of all these complex plots where it's like i don't even know how to describe it's no longer an action adventure genre it's just a jojo genre
2: yeah the the only stand i've heard of that i think is from part eight is a stand that is just a tiny trebuchet made out of sticks and yep if you touch a stick directly to your skin like it melts you or something i don't fucking know it's yeah, just don't a want to pile of angry sticks and it wants to kill you. Don't touch the sticks.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's also a tank tread dog who I'm sure.
2: <laughs> Fuck yeah. Okay. Now I got to read it.
1: Yeah. I mean, now that it's complete, you'll actually be able to remember what's happening chapter to chapter, which oh. will be a huge benefit.
2: That's great. Because, yeah, that took like 10 years. Yeah,
1: like, luckily for Araki's health, he got put in the monthly magazine. Yeah. Which was good for his health, bad for chapter pacing. But again, now it's all done, so read it all at once. Because
2: Araki's, like, in his early 60s now, I think.
1: Oh, he must be. That or, like... 120,000, because he like <laughs> looks like the Mona Lisa, might like, be an immortal fairy. It's hard to say.
2: He, he based the, the Pillar Men on himself.
1: Yeah, that's just his backstory. Cars is just Araki's own life story if he had decided to be evil instead of good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, and we all have the power to make that choice. I think that's the real lesson of that's, JoJo's. That's yeah, yeah, that's the choice we make every day, whether to, what, kill a
1: dog or not. <laughs> some people wake up and they choose dog violence oh, I fuck those people honestly. <laughs>
2: uh, on Netflix like I know every single show has multiple different thumbnails and there's some ridiculous algorithm they run to try and pick the optimal thumbnail for you oh, That's yes. great. so the thumbnail that Netflix has always chosen me for Jojo is just a lineup of the pillar men looking hot and naked and I don't great. know what that says about <laughs> me or the algorithm
1: <laughs> now that i think about it i feel like it's constantly giving me fucking iggy so i guess that checks out (laughs) fuck you netflix
2: there's a brief period of time when we first started this podcast where the thumbnail was just young jonathan and dio from like the second episode and then the instant i hit part two it's just always been the pillar men and it's never switched that's great (laughs)
1: netflix Man, I want to, like, read a printout of what Netflix thinks of us as people. Like, (laughs) Big Buff Man, oily.
2: Anime freak.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing about part three. Nobody's shirtless enough. What's up with that?
2: This guy watching Netflix keeps switching between Big Buff Jojo anime and then old reality show from the 90s. Don't know what this means. Getting confused.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You just short-circuited it. so uh back to part three (laughs) i guess i mean i guess that's what the podcast is about
0: i think one striking change that that we've hit since our last you know pause and and uh uh, discussion is that like before landing in egypt the stands are generally the big characters and after it's nearly always the user and that change is reflected in the new title format right yeah it's pretty interesting immediately that switches uh, i think it's also interesting how um the the possessive is not what you would expect you know sets alessi rather than alessi's set yeah that's pretty interesting what
1: what what
0: is, is up
2: with up that, with that? <laughs> like, i don't know for, i think that it, it, it that changes like, for the manga titles. what is up with that yeah i think that changes for the manga titles as well it's not just the show
1: yeah, I believe so. That is how it originally was. It's not something that he really goes into more in this part, and it's not really even something that he goes into more in any other official part. But there is one character in a side story who kind of uh, has similarly uh godly origins for their powers, and they are also uh similarly described as being possessed by that deity, basically.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. hmm I mean, we, we have Anubis, who's very explicitly
1: Yeah, that. yeah, exactly. They don't use the same language, but it seems to be a very similar
0: thing. I, as I theorized last week, Thoth, I think, counts. Uh, we, we never hear her speak, but, like, come on. She's just fucking with everybody. <laughs> yeah, she's just having yeah. a grand old time. But I, I think shifting, uh, you know, away from the, the big gross monster to the person bound to the big gross monster— in most cases, uh, is what allows things like uh, um, Anubis to really stand out as a new, different thing, but also just the variation in the presentation of stands. Like, if you had Bast show up in the first half, you would have a cat monster instead of an electrical outlet on a rock.
2: (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, it's a lot like how uh, the design of protagonists has gradually gone from Fist of the North Star-style muscle boys to more contemporary... Uh, Bishounens, basically. Yeah, I don't know. One of the most interesting things about JoJo, yeah, definitely, is that like you can kind of feel him. I d- I don't want to just say getting bored with concepts. There are a few <laughs> uncharitable series co- about like how Araki forgets things, and I'm a little like, eh, I don't know about all that. But I think he definitely does like change the focus of what he wants to do. I don't know.
2: Yeah, leaves it pretty open.
1: Was... Definitely is experimenting with more i guess kind of an inversion of what they did in the strength fight where it was like oh here what the what the hell's going on where's the stand where's the user where it's like setting up the mystery to be Mm -hmm, resolved mm -hmm. by the revelation of the identity and power rather than just a straight-up fight
2: yeah i can't remember if it was an interview i read or what but i feel like i read something about iraqi where yeah like you said there is that that joke or or meme online that Araki just forgets things but his actual explanation was something along the line of if I get bored of an idea I had that I set up previously that I think isn't going to turn out interesting I am just going to dump it and do what Mm -hmm. I think is cooler now and like I actually that might make things frustrating at times but also I kind of admire the ability to just go like you know what fuck this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm doing something cooler. Yeah. It's... Do you want to read the cooler thing?
0: Like, Yeah. Do you want to read something that is boring the person writing it? Do you really?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: totally. doesn't really seem like a guy who even can write something that he's not excited about.
2: Yeah. Honestly, like...
1: That's also like, I don't know, that's also a little bit better than being completely beholden to, I don't know, the editorial department and like character popularity polls where it's just an algorithm mm-hmm. of... Mm-hmm. These two are the most popular. Make them fight. Mm-hmm. Make them fight now, please.
2: If I remember correctly, the whole reason why Avdol even comes back to life was just because people really liked Avdol. And he Rocky yeah, was like, okay, out. fine. Fine. But now Kakyoin is gone.
0: You can have one. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I- Ix, did you want to come on now because you like Iggy, or is it because you hate Cocuine? Because yeah, he love- is absent.
1: I- he is gone. I love when Cocuine is suffering. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did want to bring up one thing that that reminds me of. I was uh, researching the PlayStation game JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Heritage for the Future based on the arcade fighting game, which was just called JoJo's Venture.
0: <laughs> JoJo's Venture is just how Jonathan has all his money <laughs> or Joseph has all his money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just
1: an investment portfolio. It's like it's like Wall Street kid, but as a JoJo's part. Okay, that actually sounds great. <laughs> Just like using your stand to fucking manipulate the stock market. Crash the oh, country, man. baby. In uh, Kakyoin's story mode, uh, while he's in the hospital, uh, he again gets found and haunted by Death 13. Oh, shit. <laughs> you never see it, but you can imagine that's what fucking took him so long.
2: <laughs> that fucking baby.
1: That fucking baby.
2: How did call? that baby get to the hospital? That's a great
1: question. I guess you'll have to play the fighting game and find out.
2: Crawled all the way through the desert.
1: This isn't a 100% run podcast until you finish the fighting game and all the story notes.
2: A few years ago, a friend of mine for Christmas gave us a Super Nintendo cart that contains a ROM hack of some random Japan-only uh, RPG that has been turned into a Stardust Crusaders RPG.
1: Beautiful. Ooh. You love to see it.
2: The way you navigate in the game is kind of like a almost like a dungeon crawler like those really old ones where you move tile by tile in first person but it's a side right. scroller and you oh, can make you can make jotaro fucking go to the just go to a bathroom just take a piss and that does something for you <laughs> yeah re-
1: the regalism i think it does something for a lot of fun. fucking fate. <laughs> yeah okay fucking fable wishes it could be jojo <laughs> Hack for the snes <laughs>
2: It hasn't come up as much in this stretch of episodes we we're talking about, but I'm surprised with how many bad toilet encounters Polnref has had, that yeah. there hasn't been a toilet stand.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's a great point. It just turns completely into a Dave Pilkley book or something. <laughs> Captain Underpants shows up as a stand.
2: I'm just thinking that it would be a bottle episode that just takes entirely in a bathroom stall. Yeah, the like bathroom, bathroom stall, stall is itself the is the stand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: You get trapped in there.
0: The the stand user is the guy giving out like the mints at the the, the, the attendant.
1: <laughs> yeah, stand is activated when you accept a mint. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, Thoth, I want to talk a bit more about Thoth because I always want to. Ta- I don't want to talk about anything but Big fan Thoth, Thoth. anymore. Mm. Okay,
1: I just want to say one quick thing about Indul and also, uh, sh- 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 do you think Dio like privately? Got really pissed off slash threw something at a wall when he like only managed to recruit the water controlling stand after they got out of the ocean. (laughs) The stone and sand controlling stand perished in the ocean before they reached the desert. Like, really, just kind of a tactical misstep there. I realize it would have mixed up your naming schemes and introductions a little bit, buddy, but come on, Dio. You gotta gotta strategize.
0: Uh, I think Dio thought it was worth it, you know? Like, if Dio cares about anything, he cares about aesthetics, you know?
1: He's got to keep these things orderly. That's a great point. It's not like Dio has ever had, like, a straightforward plan. Does he even have a plan right now, or is he just fucking around, honestly?
0: Dio is the guy that does, like, sort his bookshelves by, by spine color. He's that. Yeah, for. okay. Yeah, that explains it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Another
1: thing in my notes from that first episode uh, with Iggy. Uh, lucky for Iggy, the uglier a dog is, the less likely, less likely a Iraqi is to kill it.
2: Mm. <laughs> so the, the the cuter Iggy gets, the... He's getting into the danger the, zone, the yes. yeah. The closer he is to death. <laughs>
0: It is true. Like the the weird bee stung looking like swelled face dog, uh, uh, from the the ghost village. We don't even get to see that dog die. It's already dead before we get there. Yeah.
1: It's also a part eight dog who's just like first time they were revealed. Everyone was just like, "Wow, Rocky forgot how to draw dogs." And uh, that dog has
0: survived. So yeah, holds true. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, Pocky, super cute dog, dead as shit, yeah, just instantly. <laughs>
2: God, what a nightmare that part is.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it just melts.
2: Oops, ripped my dog's head off.
0: Whoops. Oops, all dog gore. So anyway, yeah, Thoth. (laughs) Dog gore and Thoth. I I, I love the way that Thoth's ability all highlights the, the compression of time that... Comic panels are like you could think of it as as keyframes or TV cuts, but there is just something about it's the way that comics work that set it apart. Like, yeah, it's pretty good. The the work that the stand user has to do that that yeah that Boingo has to do or that has to be done against Boingo either way <laughs> is determining the action in between to make what appears to be happening actually happen or not and that is so it's why i keep mentioning the, the work of grant morrison because you see this in like the the incredible three timeline one uh, uh spread one one page spread of the like watchman tribute issue of multiversity or just the way that panels are used in we three if you want to talk about dog files. <laughs> So maybe I shouldn't be talking about Grant Morrison. Maybe I should be talking about Frank Lightley, because he (laughs) drew both those. But... Uh but but I think it is significant that that shows up more clearly uh, uh at least potentially in animation than in its native like mm. a comic within a comic you're doing the work and you don't see it as a separate thing whereas a still comic in a moving uh, uh, like piece of animation you do see the line so uh maybe not better but it's certainly a different experience
1: yeah, it's interesting. It's also like the primary thing is that they do have a hard time telling like how much time is passing between panels. And yeah, like, yeah. It's pretty good. Also like, damn, is there any stand that loves just fucking with their user as much as <laughs> Thoth? <laughs> <laughs> There's another stand in a later part that's just like, it's kind of like if Thoth could talk and it's just kind of like, hey, fuck you, man, I'm neutral. I'm going to keep giving your opponent advice too. It's pretty great straight up the user begging the stand to shut up and the stand being like <laughs> man fuck you
2: we've already gotten a couple of stands that have their own personality in part three but later parts go even harder into the idea that some stands are just their own person and i always like when that concept pops up because a rocky seems to not be able to make a stand with a personality that isn't like a sassy little shit yeah, exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> Even when they're friendly ones, like, they got a lot of attitude. They got a chip on their sh- on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's mm-hmm.
1: there's one in the next part that's just dropping F-bombs all the time, and it's pretty Oh, crazy.
2: yeah. Okay, just uh,
0: making a little note. Anne is a stand. Okay, got it. <laughs> cool, cool,
2: cool, cool. Like, this is the first full rewatch I've done of part three, but I've seen certain parts of it, you know, multiple times for whatever reason. But every time I reach, like, this point of the show, I always... Forget that Anne even existed. Yeah, like,
1: <laughs> sorry, Anne, you didn't actually do a plot point.
2: For some reason, like, the first time I watched, it, I always thought, like, oh, is Anne gonna somehow end up being, like, related to Dio or something? I can't, oh, I
1: can't believe Anne was Dio the entire time. If you spell <laughs> Anne backwards, it's Dio.
0: I think it's Enna.
2: <gasps> <gasps> it's Enya.
0: <gasps> oh shit oh shit
2: yeah what if she was just like a like a you know in disguise or something that would have been funny and Yaba's daughter with the yeah. even more
1: fucked up stand justice 2
0: <laughs> oh shit oh shit the hanged
2: woman man it sucks to have a brother like that
0: <laughs> that's why she ran away
1: <laughs> it sucks to have a care it sucks to have a brother like a lot of characters in jojo's
2: yeah that's true
1: oh another thing about another important note from the Thoth episode Uh, wow off screen Jojo sounds way the hell more fun than on screen Jojo (laughs) (laughs) like damn I want to see you doing these fucking tricks bro
0: yeah there's
1: there's one theory that Polnareff was just lying to try to gauge him because he suspected him but it's fucking Polnareff Polnareff is
2: too stupid
1: that does not yeah it's impossible like even at the end he still didn't quite get it
2: I don't think anyone got it by the end. Like,
1: yeah, it was pretty great. These little occasional self-erasing
0: adventurers are pretty good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's so much better when, like, the the heroes know explicitly: you will face this many people. There, there are X number of trials ahead of you, so you know. At the end of the day, they're <laughs> just like counting on their fingers, like, oh, oh, well, whatever. Yeah. Guess he never found us.
1: <laughs> I do like the blend of like stand users that are actually a major evil threat and stand users that are just kind of bitches like the sun
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i like that that means that stand users aren't so common that dio can always choose the best of the best he's It kind of feels like he's just getting whatever fucking stand user he can find. And it's like, okay, this one sucks, but I need X amount of guys to stop these guys until I'm stronger. Um, Yeah, until my left thumb can heal real good. (laughs) It's his weak point. What if somebody punches his left thumb really hard?
1: Dio, what are you literally ever talking about?
2: (laughs) (laughs) This, uh, This stretch of episodes is also the first time we get to see what Dio's up to in a long time yeah yeah
1: I mean,
0: a, he's it's just fucking around moping yeah yeah <laughs> clinging to bookshelves like spider-man it really seems do. like
1: he has no plan he's just living his damn
0: life yeah m- maybe he learned the lesson of caution too well from wind night slot like you you can be oh, yeah. like making phone calls and trying to do some moves you don't
2: just have to hide in a hole until jojo's dead you can do something <laughs> Aside from sending stand users out to fight Jojo in the gang, the only thing he's done is chop off the head of one Speedwagon Foundation guy. <laughs> Get him. He, was that Dio, or was that in Duel? I think that, that was Dio, wasn't it? Okay. And then he immediately went to go read some books or something after he chopped that dude's head off, if, if I remember correctly. He's got a lot of books. So, it's so take many me.
1: books that have come out since I've been dead, and I'm a big reader now suddenly, apparently.
2: What does Dio like to read?
1: a great question probably like crime novels that he tries to imitate to make himself feel smart but he's never really like he can't really set up the thing so he just ends up sending a you know a band of murderers after his opponents
0: Dio reads mystery novels and if he uh, uh, figures it out before the detective in the book he keeps it and if not he burns it and, yeah. and denies that, that book ever existed yeah <laughs> yep yep
1: yep sounds right to me man what a bastard good thing. me <laughs> Good thing they're hunting
0: this guy down. Okay, missed opportunity in the Anubis fight, right? Mm-hmm. Polnareff says that his sword launch thing is so secret that Jojo doesn't know it's possible, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fucking gun sword. And so mm-hmm. Anubis learns it when Shaka dies, but here's the missed opportunity. He never uses it himself against Jojo when he is possessing Polnareff. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's like setting up a checkoff gun, but then the checkoff gun is out of bullets. So it's like, oh,
0: well, (laughs) Uh, Jojo does see it fail to work on Khan, you know, demonstrating Anubis's whole, you know, I never lose to the same thing twice. Right. Uh, uh, But like,
1: it's just (laughs) weird for him to specifically say, "Ah, even Jojo hasn't seen me do this. Like you're traveling with five guys. It's just such a weird foreshadowing thing that doesn't actually come out to anything.
0: It would have been interesting to see what kind of defense he could have come up with for it, even with like having an inkling that such a thing is possible. But yeah.
1: I bet he would have done the thing where he just like tightens his muscles around it so it can't be pulled (laughs) back out. And it would be like, oh, I wanted you to do that the whole time, actually. The king of Pilates, (laughs) Mr. (laughs) Jojo. Now you're disarmed and I'm only majorly wounded, just as planned.
2: For some reason, I keep imagining, like, he'd shoot the the little gun sword and the blade would bounce, you know, ricochet off a bunch of things. And then he would just, like, catch it in his teeth or something. Yeah. He would just bite down on the sword right before it goes down his throat or something.
0: Yeah, but don't you want to see that? Come on.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that sounds cool. That
1: attack also rules in the fighting game because it just bounces like crazy. Oh man, it's way cool. It's way better in the fighting game. Let's be honest, especially since it can do the magic fighting games physics things of bouncing off the imaginary sky and yeah. wall mm-hmm. boundaries. Mm-hmm. I have another interesting fact from that episode that I was researching. Uh, they were talking about like how beautiful the sword is. Mm-hmm. At one point, they said hamon, as in ripple, and that's like th- the word for the wave that appears along the sword, the tempering pattern along the blade.
0: Ah. which is interesting
1: because Ken can mean both sword and fist in Japanese. Hmm. I don't know if that's an intentional thing from the beginning or just a nice little bonus bit of wordplay. But yeah, the ripple along the blade as well.
2: This stretch of episodes does have multiple different like either things are set up or there's just something that like if it had been taken to like his logical conclusion there's just missed opportunities one of the big ones that i mentioned old joseph Mm -hmm. never gets aged down to young joseph and that (laughs) sucks yeah
1: yeah that's that's exactly what happens in the fighting game oh really yeah and it's somehow still a debuff even though it's like especially since young joseph is also literally a hidden character in that game so it's just like man just change my character selection yeah, that That's would have funny. been good shit. The trope of "haha, I'm going to de-age you and make you weak as you were," and just turning around being like "fuck you, I was a badass back then too." <laughs> <laughs> it's another another good series, good manga that I would recommend and hope gets an anime at some point. Mashal, uh, terrible title. The pun look, works a lot better in Japanese, where mm. it's like "mahō mahōsho" and "muscle" instead of "magic" and "muscle." But anyway. His name's, in, his name's way better. He has a similar power set to uh, Lassie, but his name is Sitter Baby. And uh, <laughs> it's very good. And he does the same shit on some other guys and just gets destroyed before the end of the chapter in much the same way by fucking baby using baby gravity magic to break his spine. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, neat shit. <laughs> it's just always heartwarming to see someone using de-aging magic because you just know... Like with Alessi, it's like it's obvious because he fucking talks about it. And also he just exudes it from every pore. Mm -hmm, But you mm -hmm. just know they're the worst. They have to be the worst. Oh, yeah. What are you using that for?
0: Get out of here. (laughs) I'm using it to keep my vegetables fresh. They spoil. I use a little age magic. They're perfect again.
1: Yeah, I'm sure you fucking do, and that's why you dress in a baby bonnet and are sucking on a pacifier.
2: (laughs) Out of everything of JoJo I've seen, probably the stand that I think is the coolest that gets used in the least interesting way. I just want him to age walls so he can just walk through shit and stuff.
1: Yeah, use your damn brain, Alessi. Don't just be a creep. (laughs) Why why do the shittiest people get the coolest stands? What's up with that? Yeah. Growing up. Uh, Egyptian and Greek mythology were one of the first few types of stories that I got into. And Uh Set is kind of uh, lesser referred to, not as many myths, probably because some rival cult destroyed him or something. Mm. Uh, But I remember seeing the title Set's a and I was like, oh, cool, Set. I can't wait to see what kind of cool and respectable and (laughs) likable powers he'll have and then i woke up 10 minutes later and i hadn't there was just a two chapter long blank in my memory <laughs> skipped right over mariah by going to that though sorry mariah oh the first thing in my notes i have for mariah is oh girl oh leg cuz
0: boy <laughs> that's pretty much the the author's note too yeah, yeah.
1: Mm, mm. Oh, girl
2: whoa it's it's very rare, at least up through part five, for Jojo to be like, "Ooh, here's the hot girl character." Here's it's the usually, hot one. it's it's so concerned with so many other things that it usually doesn't go down that route too much. Uh,
0: as far as the hot ladies we've had so far, it's really unusual for a villain to not be a monster. <laughs> Yeah, most of our villains, most of our characters uh, uh, by a large uh, uh, proportion are our men. And there's a lot of them are just f- weird sicko freaks. <laughs> uh, uh, you can tell just by looking at them, but there's some honky boys in there. There's there's some Dan's of steel. Yeah, right. But the, the ladies so far are just the one. <laughs> They're just babulars. Everyone else is an Enya or like the slug living inside the the Empress's user.
1: Yeah, that was good shit. <laughs> what the fuck, um, man? That made me completely forget what I was gonna say. Fucking Yerk <laughs> stand user. Uh, I'll just pick something from my notes at random here. Let's see. Uh, uh, imagine Mariah in modern day in the era of searching for a phone charger. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Her stand sort of exists, just like the stickers that are supposed to look like an outlet that people put up in the in airports just to make people angry. God, that's <laughs> exactly what this stand is. But instead of making you angry, it makes a truck crush you to death. <laughs>
1: Oh, here's another thing from my notes. Should I tell the story of the worst bathroom I've ever been in?
2: Yes. Oh yeah.
1: Okay, so there's this fucking truck stop. Well it wasn't a truck stop. If it was that, it would be even worse. It was like a road stop for like a environmental mindness exhibit or something. They basically just had a blade of a wind turbine outside and it was like, oh wow, fancy. And you go in the building and it's all like super new, super fancy. Which really mm-hmm. makes this next part even more confusing as you step into the bathroom. And see that the stalls, all the walls are like counter high. Like, <laughs> hmm. like you can just, anyone can see you doing your business just walking by. I don't know why they did that. I don't know why they did that, but the law of JoJo's, I guess, demands that at some point in his life, Polnareff ended up in America in that bathroom. <laughs> so yeah, evil people do exist, I guess is what I'm saying, and they're bathroom designers.
0: Some people want to hide their shame, other people just want to hide their shins. That's it. Just just the shins.
2: <laughs> yeah, God. Like you just gotta you gotta duck. You gotta crouch, I guess. But <laughs> Seriously. <not. laughs>
1: but even that doesn't work because the people walking by aren't crouching.
2: Oh man.
1: They can just look down and be like, haha oh, hey, crouching while pissing, huh? <laughs>
0: there there's wheelchair safe and there's only safe from people in wheelchairs. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Eat your heart out, Polnerf. I think that brings us to Darby in, in our leapfrog. way. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, after uh, uh, recording this episode and before now, because that's how time works, I went back and I watched the the OVA version of Darby, and I was <laughs> really struck by how similar it is. I was I was expecting more difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I think that I think they were definitely going for that because that OVA is like a, I think a possibly even a little bit more well known than the part three manga itself. Like, it's just has gotten a few people into this, so they probably wanted to stay close to it and be like, hey, look, we remember the thing, too. See?
0: It's trimmed down for time. It's a lot shorter, but we don't lose any content. Just a lot of the the tension-building pauses, a lot of reaction shots, a lot lot of of... restatement of things that are already said. (laughs) Yeah, of course.
1: But you still get all that good, juicy anime guy freaking the fuck out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Not quite as much, but, like, they they saved time for, for the final freakout, for sure. But just that 90s OVA aesthetic, though, is so good. It's so good. Yeah, it's very good.
2: Yeah, it's... They look weird, but I kind of like it. Yeah,
0: it's good. When weird. Joseph juices up the the scotch glass, and you can tell it's perfectly full. By the way, it uh, is so smooth and reflective. It, it's just like glowing uh, from the sunset. That is good stuff. Yeah. Oh, it looks so good. Mm-hmm. It's a
2: good example
1: of a good, a good example of art uh, being like hyper real. Yes, like yes. Rather than trying to look real. Art should really try to look what we think reality looks like when it's really not not just like a dull glow, but like a fucking glowing reflection.
0: It's why anime food looks so good. Delicious or
1: anime food, the perfect amount of
0: <laughs> soft and firm, or like sunsets, or the rain, or why it's so dangerous, or frogs. so very tricky when anime is used for horny reasons. I <sighs> get it. <laughs> the danger zone. A, a person can get lost in that. I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's, yeah.
1: That's the fucking. That's the fucking cliff into the Uncanny Valley. You gotta watch out for that, Mister Joester.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've never actually watched much of the OVA, so I was just briefly like scanning through the the Darby episode, and yeah, wow, some of these shots look really fucking good.
0: Right.
2: You know, we we point out before in previous episodes that yeah, a lot of the characters look a little different or their their color schemes are different but it just kind of feels like for the ova it was like they were all in a fighting game and you just picked one of their alts mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how they all these guys look right now
1: yeah totally and that's that's also interesting because like uh i don't know if he was doing it all the time but definitely for more modern parts uh Araki has talked about not really having a set color scheme for any of his characters and mm-hmm. instead focusing on super strong shapes and designs which is also why in the anime it does the cool fucking okay dramatic lighting mode. Now we're all wearing different clothes <laughs> suddenly, which is yeah. like the coolest shit. Also, the sky is purple or whatever. It's very stylish. I think that's a probably a big part of why so many JoJo's characters are so immediately distinctive, even if they do tend to be a little overcomplicated. Is focusing mm-hmm. on weird unique shapes instead of weird unique colors because that that requires that they have the right paints or the right pigments or In fact, the right eyes of the person watching, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's how you end up with hat hair.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love the hat hair.
1: The hat hair is so good. I'm surprised that more designs don't rip off hat hair. Honestly,
2: I feel like the only time I see the hat hair thing come up is because it is an anime or something else that is explicitly, yeah, going. Hey, look, this is the Jotaro homage. (laughs) There are multiple fighting games, especially ones from, like, the late 90s, early 2000s, where it's just like, we added Jotaro in. That's him. There he is. There he is. Look. Like, Fighting Vipers, I think, has a Jotaro clone in there, I think.
1: Featuring JoJo from the Devil May Cry series. <laughs> Let's see what other kind of stuff I have in my notes here. Let's See, cheating is cool and normal because it's like war. Man, just go fish. It's like, <laughs> imagine playing with Darby and he's going off on this fucking tirade. Take your turn. It's it's real impressive that you made me th- think that you had fours and you didn't, I guess. Just go fish already, goddamn. <laughs> also, if this were a part or two later, I think the the explanation for how he got the cat to take the fish in the right order would have been like four or five pages. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Increasingly high-stakes music over stupider and stupider, smaller and smaller games, like the Beetle fight I mentioned. I can't mm-hmm. wait to hear the music they put over that.
0: A paperback writer, I think.
2: Thanks. Go away. Let's
1: talk about part eight again so Grant can't talk again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I hear there's rock people or something. The
1: rock people are kind of interesting because they are kind of like, you know how in Cars's backstory, there's like a whole fucking Pillar Men civilization? Oh, yeah. The rock people are interesting because it's never really directly said this, but they do kind of seem like if the pillar people hadn't been fucking wiped out by Cars.
2: Hmm. Okay. So
1: definitely going back and exploring alternate versions of uh previous ideas.
2: Yeah, I'm excited to get to that stuff eventually. Okay, Ironicus, can you behave now?
0: <laughs> I'll I'll try.
2: Uh, right at the start of recording our Darby the Gambler episode, you know, Grant was talking about how he's he's heard that, that episode talked up a lot. It's it's yeah. one of the yeah, bigger yeah, yeah. iconic part three. Yeah, things. totally. And the Darby fight especially feels like one of the probably one of the bigger examples of the earlier parts of JoJo kind of figuring out what later JoJo fights would be like.
1: Yeah, totally. Touching on ideas that he would love and revisit later.
2: Like, I think that's one of the bigger reasons why I like Darby the Gambler. On its own, it's just a really entertaining, quote-unquote, fight they have. But Mm -hmm.
1: especially, like, the whole last quarter of it is just Darby (laughs) having a meltdown.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But it's also just really cool to kind of see, like, The inception of a lot of ideas that come up later.
1: Putting higher and higher stakes on, like, a supposedly uh, low-stakes situation, like betting on a cat.
0: For your soul.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That just, like, contrast and friction between, like, super mundane things and, like, super natural things, I think, is a big part of JoJo's.
2: I feel like this becomes more and more prevalent in later parts, like in parts six and up but even in a little bit in four and especially in part five it feels more and more like a really gets into the idea or or the mood of every fight should feel like like a, a nightmare like yeah honestly the, the logic the logic just barely holds together and everything is so high stakes and stressful in situations where it shouldn't be and it just feels yeah, totally. like when you have uh it's like when you have a nightmare that made that was really scary, and you try to explain it after you woken up, and you just cannot put any of the fucking pieces together. Yeah, totally.
1: I think that's also that also gets helped along in later parts by just like uh, the narrator telling you less and less. Like, <laughs> yeah, and like the 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 truth behind the stand's powers getting revealed later and later. Like, there's definitely at least one in part eight where uh, the stand and the stand user never say anything, so we're not really even sure what the fuck happened. Oh
0: man. I love the narrator. I think the narrator might be one of my <laughs> the favorite characters. Is so excited! I just love imagining this dude as an active, actual presence with interiority, mm-hmm. who's just clawing at the script to try to find something <laughs> yeah. he gets to talk about. <laughs> you shut up, Joseph. This one's mine. I'm talking about the geography today. You I shut get, up.
1: I get to talk about your stand. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great to when the first 3d jojo's fighting game which i think was on the ps3 rather than uh iggy having a voice like he does in this anime the narrator would just describe everything he was doing and saying and it was pretty great but now he's a fucking paw patrol
0: yeah what's up with iggy saying iggy anyway why does iggy <laughs> say the word you know like iggy, a pokemon iggy. what you've never used the word grant Ever? I mean yeah, when when I'm talking about like grant writing or grant proposals it's just like that moving on no further questions whenever i talk about civil war generals the name does come up
2: <laughs> i i think it's just the cuter you get the more like a pokemon you are and that ah, just causes
0: yeah. that causes you to say that your
2: does own name
1: does check out yeah. yeah just something deep in the lizard brain <laughs> it's like well i know my own name So I know what I can say. That
0: was in his first appearance. So he was trying to force the issue. He was trying to make himself cuter. And it worked. Look at him now. He summoned the the sweet
2: dewy eyes. (laughs) Now he's little and round.
0: Cast the spell of little
1: and round. (laughs) Line of the episode, though, had I known, I would have freaked. When Jojo doesn't look at his fucking cards. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's also a real good John Boy's video about uh, poker, professional poker, and one, my favorite segment in it is about a guy who does exactly that for an entire final tournament round and just completely cleans up. (laughs) It's disgusting. (laughs) He just does the same thing eight rounds in a row and somehow... George's
0: Bizarre Adventure is highly realistic. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) It's the most realistic series of all time. Where else can you see this many dogs die? (laughs)
0: In real life, most dogs do die. It's true. (laughs) Did you know? On a long enough timeline. (laughs) Fun fact, dogs die. All but one. Dogs must die. There's one immortal dog, and I am lucky enough to
1: have her. (laughs) (laughs) Phew. Boingo time again. Oh, yeah. Boingo is back, baby.
0: Isn't Boingo so much more fun the second time around?
2: It really is.
1: Well, you also get more Boingo this time. First time was really more Boingo.
2: That's true. That's true.
1: Also, do you think Oingo would get mad if you just pointed out to him that he's just a worse version of Yellow Temperance?
0: Could he get mad because he has no idea who that is? I think it it might just slide off him.
1: Like, that would probably sting more if they had ever actually met and he didn't, you know, just get murdered or whatever happened to that dude.
2: Yeah, there's no way that when Dio's hiring yet even more stand users to do his bidding that he tells them that basically everyone he hires is uh, gets brutally injured or murdered.
0: Yeah, it's just like telemarketing managers. <laughs> After watching this this return episode, I understand Oingo's absolute faith in, in the power and infallibility of his stand. I still do not understand why Oingo thought he was hot shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, some people are just like that, I guess.
2: <laughs> like, you're you're basically limited to only shapeshifting into other guys who are just as huge and buff as you granted there are a lot of those guys Yeah, yeah that's not it's... narrowing it down much the The only person he couldn't convincingly shapeshift his face into is Kakyoin because he's a little bit on the smaller side compared to the rest of the gang but
1: I want to see him turn into Enyaba and just have Enyaba's face on a huge buff body <laughs> and also Anyaba's hair is like all tall and forward because it's just his hat
2: right yeah he just has the super tall hair what if he
1: turned into Paul Polnareff and it was the haircut, but he also had like a hair visor like his hat?
2: <laughs> that would be
0: very, very good.
1: Maybe the hat's the stand.
2: Is Cappy a stand? Yes. Okay.
1: Definitely. There are like so many different weird rules and also like weird powers that don't really even like make sense together. Yeah. Like, I'm a hat, so I can possess people. What? Hang on. <laughs> Never mind. You do you, Cappy. It just is. <laughs> Watch you be a frog
2: boingo's way more fun the second time around and also whole horse is probably the funniest guy to pair with with boingo and and specifically thoth oh absolutely (laughs) and also it's just very funny to see whole horse a dude who hates being the number one guy and just always wants to be the backup so desperate to find anybody to partner up with because everyone's gotten so fucked up and owned (laughs) (laughs) like he's running out of partners to even have
0: yeah his fucking shtick is wearing thin He's gonna just find a guy
2: with a regular gun. Just yeah, not seriously. a sneezer. <laughs> just a guy with a gun. Yeah. Shoot normal bullets to distract people from my curvy bullets. <laughs> yeah,
1: all in all, also in this episode, pretty fucking piss poor job of being able to control his bullets.
2: <laughs> yeah. They just went on their own accord into his face.
1: Yeah, the the way they come through the page really is just like fucking chef's kiss.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, because Jojo and the gang still have no idea that Thoth was here at all.
1: That's a great point, yeah. They just thought it was Whole Horse being a fucking idiot. Yeah. (laughs) Slash Polnareff (laughs) being a fucking idiot.
2: So, like, for them, they just had a really bad day where they got ran over by a truck. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> no, this is not the same day as Darby because Darby had the sunset. Okay, this yeah. is a separate day.
2: Yeah, you just got your soul saved from a poker chip and then you immediately get run over by a truck? That's sucks.
0: God.
1: <laughs> fucking survive a submarine crash only for a fucking puddle to slash my eyeballs out. <laughs> it's hard being a Jojo. You'll survive the weight of the entire sun being dropped on you and then get killed by someone whose stand power is like... You get an ingrown hair,
2: but it's the worst ingrown hair if right into your yep. heart. God, that could be a stand power.
1: It's basically just the heart ring. Yeah, there's
2: precedent,
0: it's fine.
1: So, so quick question for both of you if you mm. heard the phrase, Your name's attack will be your last, how would you not just run? <laughs> how, how do you not hear how wrong that's gonna go for you and just run? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh good, this will be my last attack in this battle, after which oh. I will have victory. I'm sure yes, that's what it yes. means. Yay. I,
0: I will <laughs> I will have a peaceful life forever.
1: <laughs> victory forever. Anyway, rest in peace, whole horse, you Kind of an idiot.
2: Shot yourself in the face and lived. I mean, he's done it before.
1: Oh yeah, I guess he did. He was just like twitching and being an idiot.
0: No one has survived Whole Horse's bullets more than Whole Horse. (laughs)
1: That's a great point. Has anybody else even been hit by them,
0: actually? Avdol is second place in the rankings for (laughs) surviving Whole Horse's bullets. He got
2: grazed by a bullet.
1: Whole Horse's KD ratio is literally like zero zero two for the two self ko's and that's it
2: <laughs> yeah how long he, has he been doing this for like he did he just recently get the stand or something and this was his first assignment
1: uh, rocky's been doing side stories i want to do a side see a side story of whole horse before all this shit when he like built up this clearly great and clearly very effective number two strategy <laughs>
2: He's just been coasting his entire life, hasn't he? Absolutely, He hasn't yeah. done anything.
1: How did he even end up in Egypt?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just put up this whole cowboy aesthetic and then tried to play it off like he really knows what he's doing.
1: Yeah, he's wearing all this cowboy shit and he's from, like, Queens or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a I have a magic gun now. I guess I'll have to be a cowboy. It's like... What other choice do I have? I don't. I don't like gangster aesthetics So, like,
2: you know, I bet Whole Horse is like a rich kid who's bored and doesn't know what to do, and so he's picked up this whole wandering cowboy aesthetic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that sound. Yeah, <laughs> he needs burned through like almost all his fucking inheritance, just getting plane <laughs> tickets to different shitty places where he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make my fortune.
0: This would have been a very different story if Whole Horse weren't introduced before Reservoir Dogs hit theaters. <laughs> Imagine Whole Horse in a little, in a skinny black tie, dressed like he belongs in a ska band.
1: <laughs> okay, but talking about the impact of Reservoir Dogs on manga, did you know that the character Sanji from One Piece is based on Steve Buscemi's character in that?
2: Huh.
1: <laughs> All right. I don't know how, but apparently. Huh. Man, why isn't Steve Buscemi in JoJo's? Just like name and everything. It's not like he's not a huge film nerd anyway.
2: What would his character stand be?
1: Who cares? It'd
0: just <laughs> be play Steve Iggy. Bu- just look at him.
2: He's oh Iggy. no, you're right. He's Iggy. Oh, damn, you're right. He already. You're is are right.
0: They mocap him like we, uh, like like King Kong or something.
2: Yeah. We, How do you do, fellow animals? We we gotta go back and edit the last podcast where we were theorizing about a hollywood adaptation of jojo and put <laughs> steve buscemi in there
1: yes yes the more time goes on the more likely that is to happen and that's depressing
2: we we thought about it for a while and it was depressing yeah <laughs> <laughs> but also i kind of want to see it
1: <laughs> hell yeah only if the same studio then goes on to do like fucking Yu Oh and all these other things that definitely only work in manga.
2: I mean, have you seen the the Netflix adaptation of fucking Death Note? I have not, but it's 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 something. <laughs> I mean, they had the inspired casting choice of Willem Dafoe as uh can't remember his name right now the fucking little the the devil the devil guy the dude you, the know, dude. The you know the I'm guy I'm something of a grim reaper myself <laughs> and and then they only have him voice him when you should have just what used a his face missed
1: opportunity seriously you're gonna hire a guy with that face and then not use it? yeah Come on. Who did you say for Cocuine?
2: Oh, did we even have Kakuine? I think we... we Co- Kakuine was the rich girl from across town. I have
1: a pitch for you. Okay. Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> she can play anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Resignedly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she's a really good actor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked her in Don Chan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I like how some of them, it's super obvious what musical reference it is, and then others, it's like, what are you, what? Hang on, what are you saying? Like in part eight, part eight, eight, there's definitely
0: definitely a stand
1: who, rather than being called Nat King Cole, is named Nut King Call.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The Nut King's call. The call
0: of the Nut King. (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's his mission that's nut. my
0: favorite tchaikovsky number <laughs> yeah it's my
1: favorite mario game <laughs>
2: <laughs> nut king call
1: how do you wrap these things up anyway you have to uh we usually just peter out and yeah. then do
0: plugs so <laughs> cool yeah basically cool
1: right on target
0: <laughs> so ix thanks for for coming on thanks for joining us this this yeah, was fun time. Uh, i do enjoy getting a chance to like, "Mm, I meant to talk about this or Mm -hmm. here's an uh, idea I had a few days after recording. Yeah, totally. Uh, (laughs) Just just cleaning house, I guess. And and thank you for for joining and and bringing your perspective. Uh, Where can people find you do things that you want to be found that you do? Oh, that's
1: terrifying. Um, Well, I guess they can (laughs) find me probably the best place is going to be on Twitter at Ixnay i k k s n a y. And Patreon at x-i-k-k-s. You don't have to support me on Patreon. That's just the place where I most commonly remember to actually upload things. <laughs> but, I mean, it is, it's its a nice I mean, thing to if, do. Mm-hmm. Buy me a damn pizza. Buy me a damn pizza and I could turn into a JoJo's character because it's, like, cursed or whatever the fuck.
2: Yeah, here comes Dio's new henchman. He's a pizza delivery guy whose stand power is making cursed pizzas that give you upset tummies. Can't fight Dio if you're shitting your guts out
1: And this is the one where Dio was really just like Okay, fuck I have to actually start putting an effort into hiring (laughs) These people, I can't keep (laughs) doing this I have to actually start interviewing These people, god damn it That's
2: another guy Whole Horse would pair up with
1: yeah absolutely yeah. whole horse he, would be like you see this guy
2: whole horse would take the cursed pizza dress up with the pizza delivery guy himself and then when he opens up the pizza box he would just have his hand going from underneath it oh with God, the gun already right. at the ready
0: that's great <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, like a, a hotter much greasier version of like the, the hole in the the movie theater popcorn bucket <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah
1: Oh, another another piece of evidence for the whole literally just got a stand theory. Like it's it's a cool it's a cool graphical effect when he summons it like into his hand. But you would think he's fucking it up and he's supposed to be summoning it like, you know, into his hand like to hold. But he's kind of bad at it. So he just kind of merges it with his flesh. A little bit off target. Just about one inch back from where it should be.
2: Yeah. How much practice does you have to do to make your stand appear where you want it to?
1: Yeah, like, you don't want to be giving a dramatic speech and have your stand be, like, doing a fucking Oblivion NPC glitching through you.
2: <laughs> yeah, Star Platinum's just halfway through a building, just vi- just violently, like, <laughs> vibrating and, and flopping about. It's okay, he likes it. He, he, he loves doing that. And then he does a really
1: dramatic sitting-down animation.
2: Would that count as damage? And if so, do, if you no-clip your stand halfway through a wall, do you just explode?
1: That's the power of my stand <laughs> Garry's mod.
2: <laughs> oh my god, yeah, the Garry's mod stand is just lets you no-clip other people halfway through things.
1: God, that's so bad. <laughs> god, there are a few other mangas I read where people with teleportation e powers totally do that, and it's like, man, you're a dick, mm. huh? <laughs> <laughs> one of them it's pretty cool in a uh, character in delicious and dungeon dungeon meshy they will teleport people teleport people and just leave behind like a perfect statue made out of whatever they got teleported into so initially people are like oh do you have petrification magic it's like you just turn that guy into stone and it's like no she just teleported him into a random stone wall nearby and <laughs> teleported the stone that was in there out so presumably that guy is just in there suffocating oh, in the God. worst way
0: yes
2: the the boulder
0: of amontillado <laughs> yeah
1: instant amontillado you don't have to fucking wait for the mortar anymore
2: wow youtube is recommending me debunking iraqi forgot part three it hurt it us knows. it knows <laughs> with 2.4 million views like we we basically started the episode but
0: like i'm not gonna watch that i'm not gonna watch what it's debunking yeah I don't. the need... only debunking you need is like take a breath and chill man like <laughs>
2: Who yeah cares? <laughs> yeah
0: it's fun to think oh wouldn't it be cool if or oh i'm kind of disappointed that but do we need to go beyond that point do we really <laughs> anime sins
2: i'm shocked it's only 22 minutes long because usually a, a youtube video with a title like that is going to be five hours long
1: Yo, God. well the original iraqi forgot is probably five hours for long and then this is a response to that like hey
2: yeah it's, hey, it's
0: okay hey man hey man it's okay <laughs> you want a drink (laughs) (laughs) you know you know what people don't get enough after a certain age an afternoon nap would you like to try it
2: oh i
1: nap so much and it's great
2: i keep debating if i should get a hammock because i'm at the age where that sounds really good yeah yeah hammock sounds fucking good
1: we're also at a state in the world where it's like man what are we even putting up appearances for anybody else anymore just do what you want (laughs) yeah who's gonna judge maintenance guy maintenance guy is trustworthy Yeah. It's the power of my stand, a banana hammock.
2: Especially now there's a different maintenance guy who isn't racist. That's fun. Oh, God. Ooh, yeah. Upgrade. Yeah. It's a big-time upgrade.
1: Spent my apartment upgrade points on a not-racist maintenance man.
0: This is a really exciting and, and a wide-ranging plug section. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we're plugging everything from me to the content that we were talking about before to other completely unrelated things to hammocks.
2: I highly recommend my not racist maintenance guy. Check him out. (laughs) You can find him at where I live. (laughs) Please don't come here. If you enjoyed today's episode, maybe you too would enjoy
1: not being racist.
2: I can, I can recommend that.
1: Experts agree.
2: I I will plug being not racist.
1: (laughs) Yeah, let's all plug that. I'm going to plug not being transphobic. Yeah,
2: that too. How about you, Grant?
0: Uh, I'm selfish. I'm not plugging nothing. All right, well, bye then. (laughs) Actually, you know, looking at the calendar, when this comes out, I think we'll be wrapping up the current season on Sex Archie or near it? Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Maybe this time
1: Archie will finally have sex.
0: (laughs) We are way Way past past that. that We we crossed that bridge a long time back. Episode (laughs) one, minute one. The, the question is whether he'll have sex with the alien Mothmen Ooh. that are threatening the town of Riverdale this Now I'm interested. Hell yes.
1: You, you bring up Mothman and dating, and then it's like, all right.
0: Jughead got ad- abducted by aliens in the, the mid-season break cliffhanger, so nice. I'm real excited to see how that shakes out. <laughs> and uh, again, with the lead-in time, this show has people will know by now. <laughs>
1: kind of like how jojo's is becoming just a jojo's genre would you say that's just becoming a riverdale genre
0: i mean it started as a big pastiche really reclaiming the teen drama the, the teen melodrama genre that grew out of the the teen comedy hijinks of the 1940s that and then the writers Archie were just like of.
1: hey wait a minute this shit's fucking fun to write let's make aliens yeah. invade yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and then they spent three years getting bigger and bigger and then they're like we, we can't keep doing this we got to get weirder and weirder and Hell that's yeah. why the that's fourth the season was very psychological and just creepy shit and now you, you merge those two and we, we get yeah ancient mothmen mummified inside casks of maple syrup and that's where we're at if you like jojos you'll
1: love Riverdale or Riverwood or whatever it is.
2: Fucking might. Sex Archie, check it out. We have a lot of fun. Uh, I saw someone on Twitter compare Beastars to Riverdale as being just, Hmm. what if Riverdale, but the entire time Jughead might eat Archie?
1: Hell yes. That seems, from what I hear about Riverdale, that sounds plausible.
2: First season of Beastars, real good. Second season, mmm. First season worth watching, though.
0: If if you want that more literally, there is Jughead the Hunger, the comic miniseries where he is a werewolf.
2: Oh, shit. Okay. Okay,
1: well. Yeah. Shit, you make stupid jokes about anything long enough, you end up actually naming something real.
0: <laughs> I'm going to plug one more thing for you. Ix is also part of Six Feet Under. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's that?
1: Is that some kind of podcast where you play tabletop games of a huge variety to help get the word out about them and have creative storytelling and all
0: sorts of inclusive fun? That's exactly what it is. Sounds gay. One of your current recurring roles is as... Uh, uh, yeah, I'm a shithead weasel. <laughs> shithead weasel. That, that's what it says on the call sheet. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's number one on the call sheet, but it is <laughs> shithead weasel overlord ram paul uh, uh now taking the the name overlord Savash as we enter the, the winter war. war as we enter the the winter war that is the conclusion of our of our campaign very exciting stuff
1: the winter war that hangs heavily over literally all of mouse guard history
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the published books take place uh, a few years afterwards. Our campaign is the two years leading up to it, and we're running out of up to it. It's happening. It, it has is actually been you know, declared in, in our narrative now.
1: It's time to polish the cute, tiny, little mouse-sized helmets and get ready for some adorable murder. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so again, that's sixfeetsunder.com, S-I-X-F-E-A-T-S dot yeah
1: we should do a jojo's
0: we should we should i'm sure there are jojo fan games i'm sure there are many more games that you could turn into jojo yeah, <laughs>
1: like panic at the dojo is what came to mind for me
0: Ooh, panic at the jojo Yeah, panic hmm. at the jojo exactly that's what oh, we're gonna man. call the episode we're gonna we're gonna call up vel we're gonna just man, this shit right entirely itself. with dogs must die guests <laughs> <laughs> good it all it all ties together. God, we should fucking do, we should fucking do that. I should call up Phil. We should do that. <laughs> Put it on both feeds, cross promote. Jesus,
1: yeah. It's, it's time to finally answer the age old fan question of what would Grant and Chip Stans be? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I thought about this a lot, and I still haven't figured it out. Gex. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's Gex.
1: That's right. Not even a specific game. Just lowercase. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's it's one of those uh, autonomous stands that has its own personality and it's just fucking Gex.
1: It's the, it's the worst you've been cursed. Jojo yeah. thinks he was cursed, you've been cursed.
0: Yeah, I mean they they are all annoying little shits after all. <laughs> Instead of sass, you you get jokes about the Waltons for some reason. <laughs> yeah.
1: God. Gex is amazing because he was literally never timely.
2: The the only use for the Gex stand power is just Annoying people and wasting their time with referencing, like, 60s and 70s sitcoms that no one remembers. Do
0: you think the Gex stand was unlocked when, uh, Hermit Purple went in that TV and, like, freed him from the uh, media dimension? Yeah, yeah. And he came out and he was like, where's Jane Fonda?
1: And everyone was like nobody fucking gets that
0: when's grace jones gonna retire she did it's
2: been
1: many years. <laughs> since. Get some new goddamn material. Gex. No matter
2: how many times you just say rocket man. It's not gonna get any better <laughs> <laughs> uh, And on that of uh, world-shaking revelation <laughs> I think it's time for us to wrap up. Hold on. Let me send everyone a picture of gex Cool <laughs> And <laughs> then it's refresh right, my memory. Right,
1: no, we need to describe this. If it's not the best picture of Gex I've ever seen, all I'm right. deleting my audio. There we okay. go. Okay. Yeah, it's it's, like a, P, it's a PNG
2: and everything. It's got transparency.
0: It looks great. It's high yeah, res. Nice work he's stepping on the guy that might be his dad murdered by nasa maybe not (laughs) they're very unclear canonically whether we're supposed to take that seriously or not gex lore it's like his
1: dad was beheaded and his body was taken over by his dad's arch enemy or something ridiculous (laughs) like that
2: an anime level in a new gex would be very different today
1: they would it would be so bad
2: though it would be so bad the anime level in old gex was bad it was really bad the an anime level in a new gex would essentially be the same as the the previous anime level because there's still people who
1: who think that's what anime is yeah yeah because their conception of anime is just parodies like that in the first place
2: yeah
0: i'm saying the magic words to be continued Did I write this note when I was half asleep? What the fuck am I trying to say?